I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Hello. <laughs> okay, it's working. Don't worry. Great. Yeah. Here we go. No test required. We have such good audio engineers. Mm-hmm. We were just talking to someone about that who is an audio engineer. We're not good audio engineers. We're doing our best, though. So. So, this week, we're talking about growing citrus indoors. Yeah. Because we have embarked upon growing citrus indoors. Yes. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Can't grow it outdoors here. No. Even if we wanted to. Nowhere to put it. I guess it would be summer hardy, but it's definitely not winter hardy. Yeah, it'd probably definitely die. Also, I don't think the soil would be right. It's probably true. Yeah. Why are we growing citrus indoors? Because it's cool. It is cool. I've been wanting to grow a tree for a minute. I saw it on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I was thinking, I saw some olive trees first, actually. Yeah. And they have really lovely leaves i thought and they're pretty sculptural and i thought that was nice but i was also open to a citrus tree and you were like way more interested in the citrus tree i don't know did you ever present an olive tree to me i think i did i don't i don't know if that's true oh now do you feel like you'd rather be growing an olive tree no but maybe also well we could probably look into getting an olive tree but Mm. that's not what this is right now yeah i don't know if i'd rather grow olives let me think on it get back to everyone okay but at the time, you were way more interested in the citrus tree. Yeah. I mean, I still am fundamentally way more interested. Olives seem like... I like the idea of citrus. You, like, pluck a lime. We have lime, specifically. And it's a lime. Olive, you'd have to, like, harvest, I imagine. Because they're tiny. Yeah, we've seen on, like, food travel shows, people harvesting olives, and it's a bit of a thing, it seems. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, live my most leisurely life. Oh man, this water would be so much better with a lime in it and go pluck a lime from my indoor grown lime tree. That's true. And I like, ah, it's time to harvest the olive tree again. (laughs) You know, it's true. It is a different lifestyle. I actually come from a place where citrus does grow in the ground and it is pretty leisurely to just like go out back, grab some citrus from a tree and like eat it or juice it. Yeah, it seems cool. Never had that opportunity living in the Really, the East Coast period. I don't think, I mean, Florida, Florida. obviously, but North Carolina, not a big citrus producer, if at all. Probably not. That's fair. I think, um, well, I really don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, um, I feel like people I hear a lot tell me, who are, like, from the East Coast, tell me they don't like grapefruit, and I think it's just because they've never, like, eaten a grapefruit off a tree. Seems fair. I didn't like grapefruit when I was a kid. Recently, we got that grapefruit. I mean, it was a while ago now, but recently reintroduced to myself. Pretty into it. Pretty all right. I imagine it'd be much better fresh, like most things. But I feel like especially citrus has a certain appeal to it when it's very, very fresh. That's true. Really all kind of fruit, like fresh apples are different than like store-bought. There's like a, I don't know how to explain it, a crispness that's like specific to apples. But I feel similarly similarly about citrus wow similarly about citrus <laughs> this is like quite a little twister there 
um, where it's not a crisp sensation. Wow, it was just like keep going with the sound. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, fresh for lack of a better word. I want to say like clean, if that makes sense, but not mm-hmm. clean in the sense of like freaking out over GMOs and shit. Just like uh, like the juice itself is like. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like a, a clearer taste almost. Yeah, or more of like more true to the plant or true to the fruit, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm imagining, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you get like lime or lemon juice in those plastic lemons or limes. Yeah. That's the opposite of what we're talking about. Yes. It's not just sour. It like tastes like fruit. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. So we decided this is what we wanted to do, and we've been waiting on it for a long time because I wanted to give it, like, the best possible situation, which is definitely not living inside our apartment, but given that it was going to live inside our apartment, I wanted it to be the best situation possible, so I waited for the summer, Mm -hmm. which I thought would be kind of, like, the smoothest transition period, and the summer was our time. And in preparation for doing that, I looked up some info on it because this will be a different growing experience than all of our other plants. Hmm. All of our other plants are like cacti and succulents, as we've discussed before in our two plant episodes. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously just like a lots of light, as little water as possible situation. And I knew that this was going to be slightly different. So... One of the cool things that happened was I went to a class at the Botanical Garden with Tova Martin, who is like one of my plant heroes. I can link to her books in the show notes. Uh, I Not a hero who is a plant, but... No. No, a hero, uh, a, gard- <coughs> a gardener who is one of my heroes. Because her books are like... She has two books about houseplants that I liked. The Unexpected Houseplant and... Oh my god, what is the other one called? I don't know. She's your hero. The Indestructible Houseplant, maybe? Wow. Something like that. And those were like the first books that really made it make sense to me how you grow plants and that like I, as a person, could grow plants Mm. and not destroy them. So that was cool. And she was giving a talk at the Botanical Garden, so I took a day off from work and I went. And because it was like 10 o'clock on a Friday or something. Kind of absurd. Yeah. And I got to ask her specifically about growing citrus indoors because actually citrus is one of the unexpected houseplants that she lists in her book. Wow. Yeah. Um, she recommended Calamondin oranges, which is a hybrid of a kumquat and a tangerine. They're apparently very, or the easiest citrus to grow. Citrus isn't like super easy to grow, but if you're going to do it, the Calamondin orange is apparently the thing to do. But... She gave me some good tips about, like, how to water, and that it needs a bunch of light, and I told her we were growing it under a grow light, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and Mm -hmm. so she was helping me out with that. And that was fun, because she was really cool in person, and also it was nice to get to, like, ask a direct question and get an answer to it. Nice. So, yeah. I feel like gardening heroes are pretty chill heroes, right? People say don't meet your heroes, because they turn out to be douchebags, but I imagine, like, gardening clout is like different than like being a internationally touring musician. Yeah, she I could definitely see how she would have 
she could have easily been like, I'm too famous for this. Because um, people like really like her a lot in the community, especially in the Northeast, because mm. she's from Connecticut. So there's a lot of like Northeast love. But she was really like a sincerely lovely person who just like really wanted to talk about houseplants and show us pictures of our her houseplants. And like, it was really lovely. Nice. Yeah. The other thing I we did together actually, um, there was a Bloomin' Girl Radio episode about growing citrus indoors because Maria, who um, runs Bloomin' Girl Radio, lives in Long Island City, which mm-hmm. is in Queens, and she has indoor citrus that she's growing under light. And she was interviewing M.I. Gardner on that episode. And so we listened to that episode about it. Mm-hmm. And got some really good tips there. I'll link that in the show notes, too. I'd say that's been the main source of information for us thus far. Yeah. And what I liked about that is, like, it had Maria's experience with her citrus, but then also M.I. Gardner is gardening in Michigan, and he grows citrus indoors, and that is not exactly the same situation, but it's also kind of, like, a non-native, cold... Less sunny place. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that those were similar situations to ours and that we would, he would have good tips for our situation. He has like lots of windows and therefore his citrus get light through the windows, which is not our situation. But I thought those were good tips. And then he also has a YouTube channel. So we watched some of his YouTube videos about growing citrus indoors, which Mm -hmm. I'll link also in the show notes. There was a pretty good overview of like how to get started. Yeah, that 14-minute one is pretty good. There's another short one that's just kind of short. It's like the speed version if you want to, like, wet your interest. And then if you actually have a plan and are like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? The longer <laughs> one is probably better. Yeah, the shorter one was answering a specific question <coughs> about leaf drop, and we'll talk about leaf drop later also. But um, it's the, like it answered the question but didn't give a lot of context, I would yeah. say. So we had to buy our stuff. And I, I lean pretty heavily on Bloom and Grow Radio's experience, I would say, with this. Um, I've seen citrus trees for sale, like at Urban Garden Center or at um, the Union Square Farmer's Market. So you can definitely get them around, and I would imagine like they're at Home Depot and Lowe's and all of those sorts of places, too, especially in the suburbs. Yeah, probably. I would say definitely in the suburbs. Yeah. Or if you live in a place where citrus is native, like if you live in Arizona, you can go to like a landscape grower and get a citrus tree as well. Hmm. That's not what we did. Yeah. Um, Blue Moon Grow Radio had recommended this place called Via Citrus. They are based in Florida, but they basically ship citrus trees in the mail. Yeah. And they ship them in one gallon pots, which is like, an eight inch pot Mm -hmm. so it's pretty it's like a smaller tree it's about two feet tall i would say and that seemed like a good starting place for us Mm -hmm. also i've heard that citrus can get a little buggy and so i wanted to go the shipping route i figured that like buying one off the street would be a bit of a buggier situation than if it had been shipped yeah i have better luck with shipped plants just like personally i don't know if that's real life but that's been my experience yeah i don't know maybe because we do so much indoor growing in part because of like bugs and pests outdoors kind of takes care of that like they can just go frolic and do yeah. what they need and uh, they have uh, natural predators outdoors too that like don't exist in our 
apartment. True. Unless we just unleash like a horde of ladybugs. I know people have done that. Um, really? Homestead Brooklyn, who lives in that like warehouse in Williamsburg with like 600 plants or something, has like released not, like good bugs into her plants before. Wow. Yeah. Some next level gardening right there. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't think that would be for me. No. Uh, no. <laughs> you say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given that, hard no. But that could be part of it. I don't know. The shipping, I don't know, maybe just because we're indoor and don't really have a big operation. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah. Yeah. We have had better luck with ship stuff. Via Citrus offers a calamond and orange, um, a key lime, and a Meyer lemon. So there are three options. The lemons were actually sold out when we went to check. So you might have to go back a few times if you're looking for a lemon. I would imagine that's the most popular one. Yeah, probably. You wanted limes, though. I did want limes. Why'd you want limes? Why? Yeah. Because limes are delicious. You can put limes in water. You can put limes in cheap light beer. You can put <laughs> limes in gin. You can put limes in pie. You can also put lemons in pie. But I would argue that key lime pie is better than lemon meringue. Wow. Yeah. Come at me, internet. <laughs> we can put up a poll. That's true, we the, can. The truth will out. Key lime, better than lemon meringue. Um, again, put limes on your food. It's more delicious. That's true. Then, well, unless you're doing like a white fish dish. Usually lemon is pretty good with that. But lime is in a lot more cuisine than lemon is. Lime is in like a lot of different asian nations cuisine a lot of different south and central american asian cuisine i mean that's it there's a lot of countries in both those places that's true um yeah it feels more versatile yummier and uh i don't know, kind of a better aesthetic i find limes to be more visually pleasing than lemons maybe really yeah i mean lemons are nice that being said, I haven't, like, walked through fields of lemon trees or lime trees or any citrus trees. This is my first experience, like, trying to grow citrus and having, like, citrus naturally. Occurring around you? Yeah. Like, when I go, we went to L.A. that one time when I go places. Like, Texas, Austin is pretty close to fresh uh, citrus and fresh fruits and veggies. So I'm able to get stuff fairly fresh there. And then L.A., we got all the fresh fruits and veggies and, like, changed my life uh yeah i don't know lemons are cool but there's something nice like i like the lemons sometimes get like kind of odd like odd shape but i like the limes are just like these perfect round green balls it's kind of funny they're like little christmas ornaments almost like little bulbs yeah i just wanted a tree and this happened to be the tree you wanted so i was like that's fine yeah yeah we also knew that we were not gonna grow it in a window which was kind of freeing in a way. Like we knew we had to grow it under light because we just don't have any windows that would support it. And so it actually allowed us to move it further into the room, which was nice because all of our other plants are in a window. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty exciting. But knowing that we had to do that, we were going to get a grow light. Our other grow light is a standing lamp, like a floor lamp, which is a good look and I'm into. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy specific grow lights, but I actually find that I like just getting a lamp and then getting like a full spectrum light bulb. They have really good full spectrum LED bulbs now, but I ended up buying like three years ago or so <coughs> a handful of full spectrum CFL bulbs. So we are still burning through those. 
And then once we're done, I'll probably get LED bulbs. Yeah. Because they're slightly more efficient. But we instead of getting a floor lamp this time, we actually got a cord, like a, like a lighting kit. Mm-hmm. So it's just the like socket that the light bulb goes in and then a 12 foot long cord. And I'll link this in the show notes too. It's from Urban Outfitters. And it's just like a black fabric cord. I got the one from Urban Outfitters because they had like the nice fabric cords. If you get one from a hardware store, it's probably like plastic. Uh And we're trying to make it a piece of decor. So I got that. We have a long-term plan to do a DIY for like a lampshade and really make it like a light fixture. Mm -hmm. But we're waiting like for something to pop up while we're thrifting or at a flea market. So right now it's just the CFL bulb in this lighting kit that we have hanging from a hook in the ceiling, which is going pretty well. It seems Meh. and it's on a timer like our other grow light is so pretty low key setup. And then we're using cactus soil, mm-hmm. which is great. Cause that's what I already have. I feel like it would be difficult for me to have a bunch of plants that need like a ton of different care and like a ton of different products. I, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be stressful. So it was nice. Uh, citrus likes well draining soil. So I use the cactus soil in the same way that I like plant all my cacti with the perlite amended in it so that it really drains very nicely. Yeah. People on the YouTube channels and the podcast talk about sand too. We do the perlite. Yeah, if you don't have perlite, which I do because I like it for my cacti, you can also use sand that you just like buy at the hardware store, which is fine. I think that sand is a little heavier, mm-hmm. and so I use the perlite. Yeah. But to each his own. It's really just like if you pour the soil out of the bag, it's not going to drain enough. It's like just not going to have enough drainage in it to support either a cactus or a citrus tree so you have to amend it with something that promotes drainage and it can be basically anything it could be like gravel too that would just be hella heavy mm. so yeah and then i have cactus fertilizer but you for your garden which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in another episode had gotten this fertilizer that i saw i think on instagram somewhere i think one of the plant influencers that i follow was promoting it it's called trash can fertilizer and it's made out of primarily food scraps Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to try it and so you had gotten it for your garden and so i figured i would try that in the citrus as well yeah yeah it's pretty biased fertilizer yeah i don't know that i would be able to tell a difference because like fertilizing cacti like keeps them alive but they don't do it's not like they're growing fruit you know Mm -hmm. um something else emi gardener in his youtube video about growing citrus recommends this eco scraps fertilizer which is also made from food scraps specifically from restaurants Mm -hmm. and this is something uh, the trash can fertilizer you just get on amazon Right. Which is what we did. Um, the Ego Scraps, I guess, is stocked at Target. Hmm. So we could try that one out, too. The uh, trash can fertilizer is just kind of like a generic fertilizer. All fertilizer has numbers on it, and it's like the amount of nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus in it. Right. And so the trash can fertilizer is a 444. It's just like evenly balanced. Ego Scraps has a specific like citrus fertilizer. 
Hmm. And that one is five, two, three. So it's like heavy on the nitrogen. I guess citrus likes that. Cool. So might try that some other time. It's not like the sort of thing where I have to like fertilize every time I water. So I'm not super worried about it. We put the fertilizer in there when we potted it and it's like going to be enough for a while. Right. So we got the thing mm-hmm. in the mail. Choo. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. We like opened the box and it smelled really nice and it already had a few <coughs> little baby limes on it, which was good because it was like instant gratification, you know, of, like there are baby limes here and it's going to work. Yeah. 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 It was a nice feeling. Um, we had planned to repot it. Like I knew it was coming. They do specific two day shipping so that the thing isn't in the box for too long. So like I knew when it was coming and I had purchased a pot. Um, that was basically the same size as the pot it was in. So we went from the gallon pot that it came in to an eight inch pot, an eight inch terracotta pot. Mm-hmm. We just re-listened to the MI Gardener episode of Bloom and Grow Radio, like before recording this mm-hmm. so that it was fresh. And he recommends actually keeping your plant in the pot it comes in for like a month or two after you get it. Whoops. Yeah, I could see why that is the smarter thing to do because all trees, I think, but specifically citrus, which are particularly finicky, are really temperamental when their conditions change. Mm. And so coming from Florida to live in our New York City apartment was like enough of a condition change and maybe repotting like messed with that a little bit too because Mm. all repotting like shakes up the roots. But we repotted it. I like having stuff in terracotta because I like the look of it and all of our other pots are terracotta and that was a good vibe. But also it, like the water evaporates at the sides so your plant doesn't stay super wet. And root rot is like my biggest enemy as we discussed earlier in the other plant episode. I like consistently overwater my plants and then they get root rot and then they die and everything is sad. Yeah. So potting them in terracotta allows the water to evaporate, not just off the top, but out the sides. And so they get drier faster, which is a better situation for plants. Yay. I knew that I was going to have to water this plant more than my cacti. I'm still trying to figure out what that exact perfect amount is. Um, Am I gardener? And the little tag that came from Via Citrus about the care said that, like, after the first inch or so of soil is dry, you should water. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, Ours is a little bit root-bound right now, I would say, but that's good. I guess they prefer to be root-bound than to be in a bigger pot, so Hmm. I'm going to let it go. But it's kind of, like, difficult to get your finger in there. So I've been kind of, like, messing around with it, but it seems like maybe I should water less is the general vibe. Cool. I'm getting. Um, But yeah, I, maybe if you're doing this yourself, you should leave it in its original pot for a little bit and see what's up. We didn't do that. Nope. (laughs) And we'll see what happens. Yeah. And we put it in there mostly, it didn't ship bare root. A lot of the plants that I buy ship bare root. This came like in the soil, in the pot. Doing the thing. Yeah. So we shook some of that soil off, put a little bit of our cactus soil amended with perlite amended with the fertilizer in there and then we watered it pretty thoroughly Mm -hmm. and then all of the leaves fell off (laughs) 
It literally sounds like that. Sometimes you'll be like walking by the room and you'll just like hear a bunch of them dropping. Yeah, absolutely eerie. <laughs> there um, are not a lot of leaves left right now. I took a pick when we first got it, so I'm going to put that in the show notes and then I'll put a pick of what it currently looks like in there as mm. well. Um, it took longer than I thought it would. It took like two or three weeks before the leaves like all fell off. Yeah, it's pretty deceptive. It was like really healthy looking and then all of a sudden just like die off i remember the first time listening to the blue and grow radio episode though maria saying that indeed like all of the leaves fell off her lime tree when she brought it into her apartment Mm. so it was something that i kind of had expected and then i thought that we got away with it because it was fine and then it turns out it wasn't fine we did not get away with it no it might be fine still i mean her lime tree has bounced back and yielded limes and everything so it seems like maybe it just needs to do that and get over itself and like learn to live where it's living uh-huh. we ended up putting it on your dresser in the bedroom which is cute i think it's pretty good and it's under that grow light for 12 hours a day yeah citrus in like actual conditions need four to six hours of direct sunlight but because a grow light will never be as strong as the sun we basically just doubled that yet <laughs> um that would be really crazy if this, if they were though. They'd probably like not be good for humans. Yeah, I suppose. To just be like sitting right next to the sun. Hmm. In your apartment. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair point. Um So yeah, I think it it might be okay still. It would be a bummer if we had like literally killed it as soon as we got it. Yeah, it'd be bad. The other thing at that time we kept the Oh my god, I was just thinking about that when we had that tea tree and all the leaves fell off it, but we kept it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really sad. Let's not think about that. Poor tea tree. I mean, we could get another tea tree, but we killed that one pretty handedly. Yeah, yeah it was pretty dead. I hope this guy isn't dead. <laughs> Already. Anyway, um, no, I think it's going to come back. There are still limes on it. Yeah, I think it's alive. It's fine. <laughs> The other thing Emma Gardner said was that leaf drop is a sign of overwatering. So that's why I'm going to scale back a little bit. Um, Tova had mentioned to me that citrus likes to be a little wet. And so I kind of like overcorrected, I think. But what I think she meant is that like, I shouldn't let it dry out entirely in the same way that I let my cacti dry out entirely. Mm. Like the top should dry out and then I should water. So I've been watering once a week, and I think I need to do a little bit less, is my feeling. Um, but right now it has no leaves, so... It still has little flowers, it still has limes. It has signs of life. That's true. Which is why I have faith. Yeah, I mean, I don't know also like how soon after it drops its leaves it's supposed to get some new leaves. So maybe like two weeks from now it'll have new leaves and it won't be a problem. Yeah, maybe it just needs some cool new New York leaves. Maybe, maybe get yeah. rid of its old boring floor leaves <laughs> yeah go you know hit up some thrift stores hit up some vintage shops <laughs> get itself acclimated to the new city hopefully yeah hopefully this is the beginning of its life and not the end yeah i mean it's hard to move to new york you know i mean we do know <laughs> we do yeah we had our our own stories of leaf drop <laughs> 
That's true, yes. Yeah. So maybe our tree is just going through that. I also, we, we don't name all of our plants, but we tend to name the significant plants. Or like, yeah. We named that first cactus that we had. Yeah, and it died. We named the tea tree and it died. So perhaps, <laughs> so perhaps Wait, we should did leave Did we this. name the tea tree? Yeah, it's Thomas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it died. So oh, maybe maybe we shouldn't then. I was going to say, I put like a poll in my own personal Insta stories, but now I'm not going to put a poll in my other Insta stories <laughs> because it will curse it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we break the curse. You think? Maybe I will. I don't know. I think it's a lady. There was a good, there were a good number of names proposed to me that were dude names, but... I don't know. Sometimes I name my stuff after dudes and I can't tell if that's like internalized patriarchy. And so I have to like actively name some of my inanimate objects, girl things. Hmm. So yeah, it's a girl I've decided and we have to name it something girly. If we name it anything at all. Right. Yeah. We haven't named it yet. I don't know. Nothing has felt like nothing is stuck. Yeah. No, nothing really. So if you have anything, I, I will. I'll put a, a thing in the... Oh, that's right. You already said that. In the... My bad. Yeah. Cool. We'll keep you all posted on what happens if it lives, if it dies, when I can make key lime pie. <laughs> Look out for the next updates episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.